intention interior trucking companies if you are relying on facility insurance you could be overpaying reduce your insurance cost by 10000 or more per truck and good news we accept drivers with only 1 years of experience to learn more just send us text by typing insurance to 3653640714 thank you Welcome to the Trucking Risk and Insurance Podcast, where we get some of the greatest people, and this week is no exception, Joel Menenbaum. Joel is an author of Winning Online. It was a number two on the Amazon bestseller list. What's really unique is Joel used to own a trucking company, and he certainly understands trucking, recruiting, and all of that. And in the second half of the interview, he really dives deep on how you can use the social media to increase your recruiting. All right, so stay with us. Joel Menenbaum is next on the Trucking Risk and Insurance Podcast. There, Joel, welcome to the Trucking Risk and Insurance Podcast. How are you? Fantastic. It's Friday, it's sunny, and uh, I'm alive and healthy. What more could we want? Good start to the weekend. (laughs) Health is the most important thing. Yes. Johnny, you had a question for Joel. I do. I've heard so much about about Joel Mendelbaum that I've been curious to know, what is all this hype about? What's what's this winning online stuff, this New York's best-selling book and whatnot? Joel, tell us and the listeners a little bit more about, uh, about what you got going on here. So thank you for that. Um, the book wasn't a New York Times bestseller. I want to be accurate. It was an Amazon okay. bestseller. Ah, uh, Amazon. Uh, okay, perfect. Well, they're better than the New York Times. Spot. Better, of course. More people <laughs> read Am- go on Amazon than on the New exactly. York Times. Yeah. Who wants to be part of that organization? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we actually hit number one in six categories, and then we hit number two, the top 100 paid Kindle books on Amazon, period. And that lasted for about three, four days. And Michelle Obama stayed at number three. So ah. I knocked her off. Yay, Canada. Yeah, Sweet. So, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. I wrote the book. Um, it, it's kind of a, a bit of a funny story. Um, you know, when I, when I sold my transportation company back in 2012, I really, really, really sucked at online marketing. Like, it, <laughs> I mean, if you saw my website, it was a landing page with uh, just order your, you know, ID and password. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the image that was on that landing page, which was the homepage of my website, was like a road going into the distance. And there were dark clouds at the top. There was probably a lightning bolt in there somewhere. <laughs> um, so, you know, looking back now with my marketing brain thinking, what the heck were my customers thinking when they were placing their orders, looking at this road to nowhere is my package even going to get there yeah you know yep. that's how that's how <laughs> inept i was at marketing at online marketing in fact i had some seo guy call me up and say uh yeah give me money we'll put you on the first page of google and you'll get all these clients and calls so i said okay here's a 100 bucks save my company <laughs> and you know i didn't get a single call because i probably got <laughs> clicked out I'm not going to get into google and all that stuff yep. today but uh so i said it's enough so um, the company that acquired me, they were masters at digital marketing and technology. So, you know, when I moved over all my clients, um, I noticed about six, seven months after moving over my clients that my 
the volume of my clients was up almost 50%. So I said to wow. the owner, I said, wow, Frank, you really bought me out at a good time. I'm like, this is great for both of us. And he kind of like nodded his head, smiled and said, no, that's not it. I knew exactly what I was doing. I knew exactly this would happen. And I was a little befuddled, you could say. So I, I, I'm, I just, he saw the look on my face. He said, well, we're friends now. Let me tell you. I'm thinking, okay, there's this like pit in my stomach. I'm starting to feel that I really missed something big. And I said, what is it? He said, well, yeah, I paid you a premium. I was paid three times the industry standard uh, for getting – generally, the industry pays you 20% for a year or two years based on the, the business you bring over. Well, I was paid 60 And the reason he paid me that was because, A, my clients weren't cheap. Now, I didn't, never played the, the low-ball game. Mm-hmm. And we had great service. And we also had shared some clients that he could never wrestle the rest of that business from – from that so but he knew a couple of very smart things so he said i i was always up on the latest technologies to make my clients efficient and you didn't do that and also we're masters at digital marketing and i always heard people calling and saying hey yeah we'd like to sign up they were like yeah what were your first order and i'm like wow they're getting all these new clients and for me i didn't i didn't really do any online marketing as we know i just grinded it out referrals and that was about it not saying referrals aren't are good they're the best way of getting new clients but you, you don't always get enough referrals to build your business meaningfully all the time so you know after i saw what he did i was like oh my god what did, i should have had a v80 so i had a choice the choice was to get throw myself a pity party which yeah. i did for a little while but i really had a burning I've always been having a burning desire to be an entrepreneur. So after about a week, I'm like, okay, if I'm going to learn this stuff, I better learn it from the best people in the world because I'm so far behind, like way behind, I'll get crushed if I start anything else again. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just I decided that I'm going to hang out with smart people. If I have to fly halfway around the world to have a coffee with somebody that has done this, mm-hmm. uberly successful. I just want... I didn't just want to meet people that knew what they were doing. I wanted to meet people that had some type of advantage, whether that is a disruptive strategy, whether that's a disruptive technology or whatever that is. So I could kind of be ahead of the game. Because one thing I did understand early on that the internet is the fastest moving technology in the world. So I found a bunch of smart people, some local, some international, and started hanging out with these people, started selling for these people so I could really understand what it's all about. And uh, these were very, very smart people. And, you know, just by association, you become smart. Mm -hmm. You know, you're like the people you hang out with. So I'm having meetings with clients and clients are saying, wow, Joel, I've learned so much today. You should write a book. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like... What a novel idea. That's that's not going to happen. You know, of course, the fear of writing. Um, I mean, I like to write, but there's no way I'm going to write a book. And a very smart, wise, successful business person said to me one day, said, Joel, if one customer tells you something, take it under advisement, Mm -hmm. but you don't necessarily have to do anything. Mm -hmm. But if a lot of your customers start to recommend something, it's the same thing. You better act fast because you found a gap. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I had him chirping in my head. 
and just more and more customers. And what really was the breaking point? Um, I was at a networking event and I met a business owner who had just built a, a website and we got to really talking on a good level. So he opened up and told me that he's actually has to shut his business down and unfortunately declare bankruptcy. And I felt that kind of strange that he's at a networking event for a business that he's going to shut down. But, and, you know, after I thought he was probably there more for the socializing to try to get away from all that stress that was probably going on in his head. So we talked and um, he, uh, he asked, he showed me his website. He said, well, what would you charge me to build this website? So it wasn't a complex website. It was a nice website. So he said, probably be around $5,000 to build your site. His jaw drops. And I'm thinking that I'm, he's going to say, that's a lot of money. So his jaw drops and I'm like, okay, well, what did you pay for the website? And he says, I paid 15000 That's what I said. But I, I used an expletive mm-hmm. that you probably shouldn't use mm-hmm. here. Yeah. Well, I got I, – yeah. <laughs> what the fuddle? Yeah, uh, and, exactly. And I have to say I got really mad. Yeah. Really mad. I, I, you know, I thought, you know what, it's, these jerks, there's jerks in every industry. There's or bad actors yep. is now the political yep. bad actors in every industry. And I was just mad. I'm thinking this guy was taken to the cleaners. There's no way in the world this website should cost even half mm-hmm. of what it was, char- what he was charged. So right. Right. I just had an idea. I said, you know what, can you make me your chief marketing officer for a day? And he's like, well, I can't afford you. I'm like, no, 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 free, free, free. He says, well, for what reason? I said, just, I'm going to see if I can get you something back from that web development company. Yeah, yeah. So he's like, sure. So I say, okay, I'll come in your office tomorrow morning. Went into his office, picked up the phone, called the web development company. I said, hi, I'm the new CMO. And uh, I'd like to know when the website will be finished. (laughs) there's There's this silence on the phone. And uh, he says, uh, the site's finished. It was signed off, uh, you know, your, your boss. Um, and by the way, just so you know, I've never had a boss since yeah. I was 18 because I started my mm-hmm. business at 19. So yeah. your boss uh, signed off on it. I said, he may have signed off on it, but we both know that he doesn't know much about digital websites. Right. So he trusted you that that, you know, that the price you gave him. And you and I both know that this site is not a fifteen thousand dollars site. All right. Yeah, you know that was our. I said, come on. You know, my team's been building websites since the late nineties. You've only been building them for a few years, so it's not built properly. It's not uh, coded properly. It's slow page load. There's a bunch of issues with it. Sure. So, and he says to me, "So, what do you want?" I said, "I want half back or a credit." He says, well, I heard you guys are going out of business. And when he said that, I really got mad. I said, I said, actually, it's quite the opposite. We just got a half million dollar funding. And that's one of the reasons why I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) Like the look, you know, you could tell on, it wasn't a zero call, but you could tell. There was silence, look on his face. like uh, He said, well, I'm not giving you back half. I said, well, why don't you do the right thing? You got to give him something. And I'm thinking maybe... 500 bucks, I'd be ecstatic. Yeah, yeah. He goes, well, what do you think I should give him? And as soon as he asked that question, I said, uh, because he said not half, I said, well, why don't you tell me? So one thing I learned a long time ago is never make the first offer, the first move, or say the first amount negotiating. 
So he says, well, I could probably do, I could do $2,000. It's like he was asking me. Yeah. Uh, so I'm like, well, could you do 2500 He's like, sure. <laughs> and I'm thinking, <laughs> well, I promised him, yeah, you know what? We're going to do a lot more web work. Uh, we're going to do yep. a lot of stuff with you guys. We're going to be building out other offices. You know, I knew what to say because it had been said yep. to me before, yep. and I felt for it at one point. Sure. And uh, so I say, can I come over and pick up the check? He's like, sure. So I go over, pick up the check, introduce myself, shake my hand, blah, 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 and all that. Beeline it to the guy's bank. Get the check certified, go back to the office and uh, call him up and just said, you know, when are you coming back? He was at lunch or something. I said, when you come back, I have something for you. So I've just finished doing some work. He pops in about 20 yeah. minutes later, hand him an envelope, opens up the envelope, looks at the envelope. He asked me, what is this? I said, this is a refund for your website. And his jaw drops. These tears came into his eyes. Yeah. And he looks at me and he says, that's probably the nicest thing anyone's ever done for me. I'm going to give you half. You know, how much do you want for your time today? Yeah. Yeah. I said, I don't want anything for my time today. He said, what was ha what happened to you? Even the fact that you paid now 12 and a half thousand for a website. I said, it's still way too much. I said, just yeah. let's call it something that I did. I was a Cub Scout when I was little. And so yep. let's call this my deed for the month. <laughs> you know, deep, sure. deep for the day sure. and you know it was it was a very and at that point i realized that a lot of business owners probably taken get taken to the cleaners and i'm not saying every de web development company no. or every digital agency is unscrupulous or a bad actor no. but there's a lot of them in every industry of course and i felt just felt mad and so i thought okay i'm gonna write this book to teach business owners at least a basic understanding of what they need sure. to do to win online and where to have their head at while they're trying to understand what they need to do. And so, you know, I, I actually reached out to my ex-vice president uh, who ran my Buffalo office. He was an amazing writer. So I asked him, I said, look, I, I'll pay you, but um, I'd like to write a book about online marketing. He was down for that. And uh, around the time we finished writing it, we were looking at it, and it was a uh, it was more of a data dump, you could say. Do this, mm -hmm. don't do this. And then we decided that's not how it should be. It should be a story. So it's a story um, based on every – all the, the main character, Danny, is my rendition, if you could say, of every customer I've ever had made into one. I'm not Danny, but I am in the book. Um, so we decided to make it a storyline so people that read it could absorb the information. And after each chapter, there's an actionable step that one can take to implement. Mm. And uh, so a friend of mine had just taken a course on how to self-publish on Amazon because I had looked at the publishers and I'm just like, what a scam. Sorry if we have any publishers, but ask me to buy 10,000 <laughs> copies of a book or where I've got to be the slave, get next to nothing for the book sale and right. be kind of under someone's thumb. That's not why I wanted I wanted the book just – it was a passion project, and I was hoping that a few people would like it, and at least I could give it away or do whatever. Sure. Well, yeah, he, so obviously we launched it, and it far exceeded my expectations. And uh, it's done very well, and obviously it's, it's helped a lot of people. And um, back at the end of October, I pre-launched uh, a course, which is an extension – of the book and that was actually at the nrs and i had a few students sign up 
And uh, I've had some very good comments as a result of that. So we're just, and the last couple of months after, a few months after, some other things have come up in my business that kind of delayed me from pushing that out on grand launch. So we're going to be launching that course in the next couple of weeks. Um, And of course, if any of your listeners are interested, I'll definitely give them a big Chris safety dog discount. (laughs) Yay. Got to like that. um, Let's talk a little bit. That's why I wrote the book and that's what happened. So good deal. All right. So how, how can a trucking company take what's in the book, take your knowledge that's in your head and use it to, there's a recruiting crisis right now. Every trucking company wants more drivers, and we all know that there's a shortage of drivers. So every company's out there battling, um, and they all pay the same price just about. And, you know, how can they take what you've got and apply it to recruiting? So to understand, you really have to understand what's the behavior of a candidate. What's the behavior of a potential prospect? When you think about it, they're not really that different in terms of making the decision whether to work for your company or to buy from your company. The main factor when making a decision, whether it's buying or whether it's working for you, as I'm sure you'll agree, is trust. So, look, driver shortage is not a new problem. No, There were driver shortages when I had the business back in the 80s. Well, for regular courier drivers, I would say uh, it, was, it, was, it was feast. You could literally put an ad in the Toronto Star, a small ad, and you get 20 calls a day. Something happened in the 90s that that just changed and hasn't, hasn't happened since. And I think part of it is an industry um, perception problem. I think that's part of it. The other thing is that a lot of, unfortunately, a lot of trucking companies, their online visibility is horrible and ugly. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily conveying the professionalism or the work culture that company has. You know, most people are like, oh, let me just throw up a website as cheap as I can just so we have some online visibility. That's like saying, yeah, I'm going to build a custom home and let's just throw it up as cheap as possible right. so I can move in. Yep. You know, there's no long-term thought about that. So what mm-hmm. happens when you build a cheap website? doesn't look good. It's not designed proper. The client journey or the candidate journey isn't there. There's no reason. It's all talking about how good we are and what we do and us, 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 I, us, I. No right. one cares. They only mm-hmm. care what you can do for them. So just like landing on your website, you know, the difference between a good and bad website, you know, you need to track – what I suggest is putting in what's called Google Analytics and tracking your traffic. And that's the first thing is that you should get an idea, measure how things are on your site. What's the activity? There's heat maps that you can add to your site. One is called Hotjar. Hotjar.com will show you the journey of someone as they land on your site, where they click and where they drop off, which will give you very powerful insights. So in terms of candidates and drivers, we have to think like, well, how do we sell mm-hmm. a candidate or a driver on our company? Because that's just exactly what we're doing. Well, they look for trust. So what are your online reviews like? Now, mm-hmm. before we go into before we go into even talking about, say, social media, you know, you have to be prepped. You're not going to 
start running any type of marketing campaign to bring people to an ugly website. Mm -hmm. That's just a waste of time and money. And I would get mad at you if I was your digital Sherpa. In fact, I probably wouldn't even start doing a campaign. I've actually told clients I'm not going to work with them because their website is so ugly, doesn't load fast, there's no user experience, and yet they want to dump a bunch of money <laughs> into doing a marketing campaign. And all you're going to do is just show the world how ugly your website is so they can laugh and leave. Mm-hmm. So you're actually paying people <laughs> to come in front of you. That's really the, the end of the day because yeah. you're not going to get the results. You're not going to get the conversion. You're not going to get the interaction. So multiple things have to be done. You've got to start off because the base is your website always. People go to your website to judge your credibility, to gain trust, to determine if you're a professional company or a mom and pop or just some, you know. So if you use GoDaddy's website builder because your cousin's or son's daughter took web design, Although it might look okay, or you might even like the look, how do you know it's built properly? Because mm-hmm. if it's not built properly, you know, you could have a Viagra commercial on your site one day, which isn't good for business, or a link that mm-hmm. people click mm-hmm. and it down- downloads malware or something. So you should really, really be serious about making sure you have a beautiful, well-built website first before anything else. And we've got to look at, you know, people are going to, you know, set their home in your company. What's your reputation like online? Mm-hmm. Do you ever Google your name plus the word scam, your company, plus the mm. word ripoff, plus the mm. word reviews? I would do that because what if there are, you know, negative reviews about you? Or right. even worse, what are there negative reviews about another company that's a similar name as yours that's showing up in search? Because, you know, we don't have time. You literally have two to four seconds, boom, like that, from the time someone comes on your website to capture their attention or I'm gone. So if I'm going, if I went to your website, first of all, you need to have social proof in the website. You need to have reviews. I don't mean testimonials that, because no one's going to publish a negative testimony. People want to see reviews. They want to see star ratings. They want to see a comment. They want to see if you've resolved an unhappy customer, if you have a negative review, because a negative review can actually increase your conversion by as much as 85% on your site if you've shown that you resolve those issues. Because people expect those five stars. We don't. I don't even go to look at five stars. Does anyone here look at? Might look at one, and then we're going to go to the bad reviews because that's how we are as humans. We like to look at negative first. Yes, yes, so you exactly. Have sure you, you've got, you have to make sure you have good reputation. you got reviews integrated mm-hmm. into your website. Chris's website, Chris just built a beautiful new website. He's got reviews in his site. So when I land on his site, if I'm looking to get my CBOR and I land on his site and is, I'm comparing his site to his com- competition, if he has good reviews right on his site, then that doesn't force me to leave to look for reviews in Google. Because I already see them. So it's one step less, and now I can make that decision. Same thing about building trust with potential drivers. What are they looking at? If I get, if hear a negative review about you and I'm a driver, obviously I'm not even going to respond. You just won't know that I was there. And who knows? No one can, can say how many people they're losing because their messaging or their reviews aren't good or they've got a bad reputation. 
I mean, we have technologies that can help fix that and gain more control. But the bottom line is that, you know, if it's there, I'm gone. And if you haven't even checked your reputation, you better check because you might Mm -hmm. be pleasantly Mm -hmm. surprised or you might be poorly surprised. So that's another thing that they're going to look at. Now, if you're, you should have reviews of drivers, the social proof of drivers. So asking your drivers for reviews, honest reviews. I mean, obviously you don't want to put up a negative review of a driver. You want to deal with that and you want to have your happy drivers. It's a little different from a driver review versus a customer review. If you look at companies like Indeed, Glassdoor, you know, those are, those are, you know, job and review platforms as well. So it's important that your visibility be there. So that's another thing that you have to do. Now, if there is negative information about you out there, there are ways of suppressing that information. There are ways of bumping that down lower in search. We won't get into that, but there are ways of doing that. Um, So you really want to make sure that your reputation is there. Now, what's the other thing is, if I come to your website as a potential uh, driver, what does it talk about? Does it talk about your drivers? Do you have sections about your drivers? Are you championing your drivers? Do you show things, do you show company days where you're celebrating drivers, driver of the month, you know, things like that. So when I come in as a potential driver, you want to sell me on all the benefits of working for your company. I don't care you've been in business 60 years. I really don't. <laughs> I'm not even 60 I years say, old. I, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, 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 I want to cut you. Yeah, but not. Yeah. I, I, I want to cut you off there, Joel, because I want to, Chris and I, as part of what we do for a living, uh, evaluating customers is we also investigate. So we're going online and I, I have to admit, there's probably more times we see really bad social media presence um, where most everybody's website is identical. They just talk about trucking, warehousing, logistics, the, the, the fleet that we have, but they don't talk about their drivers. They don't talk about their successes and whatnot. And then they have an associated Facebook page. And what I see a lot of times is they haven't touched the, the Facebook page in three years. And it's full of bad reviews and there's no rebuttal from them. There's nobody looking after it and whatnot. So, you know, it's, it's a real shame because there's opportunity right there. And you know what? It's, it's, it's marketing. But it's all negative right now. So anybody that looks at it is going, oh, wow, there's like 60 different bad reviews. Ah, Move on. Keep going. Yeah, if you have reviews, because those reviews will also show up in Google. Google Mm -hmm. indexes Facebook reviews. So you'll see your Facebook page with that one star next to it, which is bad. Because Mm -hmm. as soon as I see that, in fact, the sweet spot, believe it or not, is around 4.5 to 4.7. It's not 5.0, believe it or not. Yep, yep. Because if all your reviews are five star and you have more than 20, 25, even though it might be true, people start mm-hmm. to not believe it the more you right. have after right. that. Like, so if you have a bunch of great reviews, I mean, I have only five star reviews on my book yep. site. On Amazon, I've got two negative reviews. One yep. has, makes no sense at all. It says uh, there's no content. <laughs> You'd think somebody would hit check before they hit send. I have no clue yeah. what that means. Yep. And I had my another negative review. It wasn't so negative. It was like a two or three where the person said, yep. well, if you really want to spend a lot of money, uh, you know, read Joel's book. It's very basic, mm-hmm. but I skimmed through most of it. 
So how does he know it's basic? <laughs> you know, um, and that's Skip fine. It wasn't meant for advanced digital marketers. It was to help entrepreneurs mm-hmm. and help business owners that don't understand. So if there yeah. was a way I could put a rebuttal comment in there, um, mm-hmm. I would. But it is what it is. I have other yeah, five stars. Yeah. You see, where you get that trust factor from a negative review is when you respond and show that you're trying to resolve the issue. People know yep. there's haters out there. People know that there's pissed off people. You know, yep. if you say, look, we're sorry, we tried to do it, whatever, that's actually going to give what I call mega trust, more mm-hmm. trust than your mm-hmm. five stars because yeah. I'm looking at your reviews because I want to understand that you're going to help me out if I'm not a happy customer or if, let's say, right. I'm a driver and I had an issue that was resolved, we probably wouldn't put driver negative driver reviews up there, obviously, because right. it's probably right. a driver who's going to quit. So you want to make yep. sure, obviously, that your relationships are good with your drivers to put up. And if they put a four-star, that's okay. You know, mm-hmm. If they put a three-star, that's okay. If you have mostly fives and you have a couple yep. of fours and a three, even a one-star sure. in there just to kind of mess it up a bit, and then respond to it because people will go, well, yeah, majority of the reviews are good. And they're seeing the same type of responses in those reviews. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's where you get into problems where you have a negative review that's not responded to or multiple negative reviews where the issue is still the same. Because right. what that right. will do is convince me that you haven't fixed your problems. Right. In terms of social media, when you're talking Facebook, if you're not posting at the very least on a business page weekly, Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe every couple of weeks shouldn't yeah. even have your page in. Yeah. Because it's just showing it's like have you ever been to a website where they have a blog and mm-hmm. there's one article there mm-hmm. and it's all the mm-hmm. gobbledygook, developer yep. language, yep. lorem, ipsums, yep. whatever that's yep. stuff placeholder. Yep. Exactly. What yep. do you think yep. when you land on that site? These guys are out to lunch. They don't even no pay activity. attention. To detail, yeah. they haven't even finished building their blog, or take that thing out. Yeah. You know, and if you don't, if you're not blogging, don't have a blog. But understand this: that the blog is the third most looked at page on a website. The first oh, wow. is your homepage because yep. I have no choice. Mm-hmm. Second is the about us page, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. why is the about us page the second most looked at page? Because psychologically, people want to understand the people they want to do business with or work right. with. So if right. you're about us is we're this, we're that, we're good, we're this, it's not going to cut the mustard. You should right. have pictures of those people, clear, yep. front-facing pictures, smiling, mm-hmm. and maybe even a story, what I call a mess story. So as an example, I have a client who has a staffing agency. We built his site. We did all his content for him. And all he wanted to do was brag on his About Us page about his accomplishments. Mm. And I said, no, not going to do that. I want to know why you got into staffing. Well, I like the industry. I said, no, 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 no. There's a reason we're all where we're at. Something that happened to us when we were younger, something that shaped our belief system, and something that we got passionate about. Otherwise, we burn out. You know, we're in the wrong place trying to fit a square peg in a round hole. So it ended up that his father always worked late hours. He came from a very poor upbringing and they were from job to job and he didn't have that type of security. So he wanted to start a staffing agency that he could make sure that he could provide jobs for people and help businesses that have staff shortages. But mainly his motivation was to help people get more work. 
I mean, right. the candidates aren't who you make money off of. You're making money off the customer, but without the candidates, you can't bring in the customer. Right. So we turned that into a story and put it on his about page. He has a ton of traffic. Now, there's no way of knowing, you know, would it have bumped up his traffic? But I would probably bet when you read, go onto a website, compare apples to apples, and you got a website where it's just talking about us, 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 or a mm. website, this is the reason why I got into the business. And it's an actual heart story, if you will, yep. that connects yep. me directly with that company super fast. And I'll mm -hmm. build that trust factor because remember, no one's going to buy from you or work for you until they like you, until they trust yep. you, and until yep. they know you. And to right. get that no like trust, you have to do the time. Mm -hmm. Just like building a relationship with a potential customer, you still have to do the time with the driver. In fact, I would argue to say these days, the drivers are more valuable than customers. Yeah. I think I, think I, I agree with that. Getting customers. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the, the day when I was are... running. Yeah, drivers are most important for me. Yeah, there's no they doubt. Chris, you were going to say well, something. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, the drivers are just as important. Like, I mean, yeah, like which is first, the chicken or the egg? What's more important, the driver yeah. or the customer? You have no customers, yeah. you can't pay your drivers. You have too many right. customers, you can't service them. You don't have enough drivers. You have too many drivers, not enough customers. You lose drivers, and that's a yeah. that's a, a, a an equation that no one's been able to figure out yet. However, if you're of your marketing proper. If you're giving your drivers incentives and bonuses mm -hmm. and reasons to come work for you and list that out on your website with, you know, and I'm clicking around your driver section, mm -hmm. you know, have a section about our drivers or, yeah. or, or you, you know, something like that, you know, opportunities, you know, that might be a nice little uh, subcategory you put on your website. Sure, and they're sure. talking about, you know, and having testimonials and pictures and showing fun and showing earnings and that I don't have yep. to be away from my family for two weeks uh, because I'm the first driver in there and uh, I got to start at the bottom. Right. You know, things right. like that. Dental, like all of these things make yep. me want to work for you. Don't imp try to impress me because your competitor is trying to do that and I'm kind of right. bored. Yeah. <laughs> so in terms of social media, you should have somebody who does social media professionally and understands social media so they can actually not just post regularly because the reason your blog is the third most looked at page is because people want to learn about you and understand your knowledge base. Does this company know what they're talking about? Now, can I learn well, something and this from, is, this is from the blog? Yeah, this is the thing with the with the young people today. Everybody's all over social media. Everybody's that's that's how they interact nowadays. You know, before it would be, you know, I'd be looking at the paper, I'd be looking at this, I'd be trying to figure out other ways. But with social media, it's it's so simple. So anyway, so I, I think we're getting close to our time, are we not, Chris? Yes, I, we've got yeah. to wrap this up, Joel. So, so, so let me let me say something yeah. quick before we wrap up, and let's be serious okay. for a moment. If you're a B2B business... I thought we were serious. What are you talking about, Joel? This has not been serious? I've got to give two seconds for those people that have the personalities. You know, there's four personalities that are going to be listening to this. So now i got it for that one personality. If you're a B2B company, what the heck are you doing on Facebook? Yep. What are you doing on Instagram? You know, Facebook and Instagram are social platforms. They're not professional yep. platforms. You should right. be on LinkedIn. Right. Yep. Did you know that there's over 12,000 people on LinkedIn in North America with the job title uh, trucker 
or truck driver mm. in North America. Mm. 12,000 of them. Now, they may not always come on LinkedIn, but I would suspect that a good percentage of them, you know, they wouldn't put their profile up there for no reason. Right, right. Well, maybe there's owner operators as well and they have their own business. There's a lot of people there. So don't, I'm not saying don't be on Facebook because if you are on Facebook, you need to connect to interest groups, drivers groups, and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Make yourself mm-hmm. known. Mm-hmm. But on LinkedIn is where people go. It's a professional yep. platform. So you should have a good LinkedIn profile of the of all of the employees. You should have a good and well-done business page on LinkedIn because it's going to show your professionalism along with the good website. And if you are on Facebook and you do have some followers and some of them are truckers and mm-hmm. it's not fine – but make sure that you're posting regularly and whoever's doing your Facebook marketing responds to those comments. If it's a negative comment, it's just someone pissed off. You need to turn that off. Right. Otherwise, right. it's going right. to destroy your reputation. So sure. that's all sure. I have to say about smoking. Makes sense. <laughs> that's beautiful. And it's a great way to wind up this interview. So, Joel, uh, in the show notes down below, we've got a link. Um What's the uh, to your website page? And by the way, when Joel mentioned my website, that is cvr.ca. Uh, don't go to my safety dog page because that's not nearly uh, as nice as my CVR page. All right. <laughs> CVR.ca was the website Joel was talking about that uh, his yeah. company has done for me. And it is. It's a beautiful it's a, done. Yeah, it's a really nice update. It's it's gorgeous. I was looking at it and it's like, wow, this looks cool. So, yeah. Thank you. So yeah, I, I bet Chris paid you spent some good work at that. It was a great site. Yeah, I'm, I paid you like fifteen thousand dollars for that because that sounds like a good number to charge. No, we charged Chris eighteen. <laughs> eighteen thousand, perfect, cool, yeah. good deal. Of, I'll help you out, Chris. And of course, Joel is joking. Uh, just in case yeah, anybody we didn't misses charge that. Anywhere near that. No. No. <laughs> All right, with that, Far Joel. Less. Thanks so much. I would encourage our readers, uh, or sorry, our listeners and our watchers to pick up Joel's book, uh, Winning Online. I read it when I yeah. first uh, met Joel at the NRRS where he did a presentation. Um, I purchased the book right then and there. I didn't have to go through Amazon. So Joel made all kinds Ooh. of extra money off of me because Amazon didn't get their cut. But <laughs> with that, Joel, thanks so much for coming on board. Your contact info is in the show notes below. If somebody would like to reach out to Joel, uh, do that. Um, His team knows how to build a website and get your social media presence up to date. And I think it's really important nowadays that that be done professionally if you want to attract the best of the best. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And one thing you're going to say, Chris, um, if they want to direct your readers to my website, on my website, which is winningonlinebook.com, you'll see at the very top, there's all the, uh, on the nav bar, there's a spot there where it, can, it says book a coffee. So feel free to, to your listeners, if they want to hop on a quick 30 minute call with me, help them with maybe some of their burning online marketing issues or help them with mm-hmm. their recruitment issues the same way. And uh, let's just have a chat. It's complimentary and I uh, would love to help your the people and your listeners. It's a great industry, one that I miss. So well, cool. I really think that having worked with you now, um, I really think there's a lot of trucking companies out there that could use wow. some guidance in yeah. 
you know, because I've seen some of the websites and I've seen some of the social, <laughs> it could be improved. Um, yes. And I really Big believe to attack the best, yep. that's a great place to start. And we all need yeah. better drivers or more drivers today. So yep. with that, yep. Joel, thanks so much for taking the time to come on the show. Nice meeting Thank you, Joel. You. Have a great Pleasure. weekend. Thank you, John. Thank you, Chris. Gosh darn it, that was a great interview. Thanks so much, Joel, for coming on the show. Uh, Joel's contact information and the link to Winning Online is in the show notes below. Hey, if you're getting some value out of this on the Trucking Risk and Insurance Podcast, would you please click like, leave me a comment, or ask Joel a question, and I'll make sure that Joel gets back to you. All right, thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, That's it for this week, Trucking Risk and Insurance Podcast.